0: The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio, and it's time now for A Veteran's Place, only on America's Web Radio with our host, Dr. Don Moeller, and, uh, I'm going to just brag on Don a little bit in that if you're not aware of this show or this is the first time you've tuned in, Don was is a veteran. He was a medic in Vietnam, <clears throat> came back and uh, went to dental school, became a dentist and then an oral surgeon and, uh, uh, you know, just expanded his career from there and then decided to go back and go to medical school. So we've got a DDS and an MD all wrapped up in one package. And uh, we as America's Web Radio are so delighted. And we've been working with Don now for about, uh, I guess, about seven or eight months. And uh, it's just always a pleasure to be with him and... He's always, let me tell you this, get a pen and paper ready because you're going to learn something if you listen to Don in the show. So with that being said, good morning, Don.
0: Good morning, Dave, and thanks again uh, for having me uh, on the show. Uh, we have some really good stuff today. Uh, last week we talked about some of the technical aspects, and I read some articles uh, and that's fine. It just lets you know there's a scientific basis for what we're talking about. But uh, this week I've had several patients that really brought home the personal aspects of uh, PTSD. And it's it's a very real, real problem. And it's not to be taken lightly. And I, I actually... Kind of put into context what we're going to talk about today. PTSD, let's, everybody thinks they know what it means, post-traumatic stress disorder. Well, let's put some other words in for the S. Post-traumatic somatic disorder. That means your body. Post-traumatic spiritual disorder. Post-traumatic social disorder. Post-traumatic self-identification disorder, post-traumatic suffering disorder. And you can go on uh, and pick some other substitute S words for there. But the topic that we're going to talk about today is going to be the what-if questions. And these are philosophical questions. And uh, I can, Dave, and you would agree with me that most of our first responders EMTs, firemen, soldiers, you name it. We're not really the kind of touchy-feely people that think a whole lot. We were hired to do a job, put out fires, save people, protect people, save whole countries in wars. We don't really sit around and philosophize, but there's one thing that PTSD has done, and that's, it's kind of brought us together and if we're going to survive, we are going to address the deep issues. You know, uh, I had a patient this week, and I told that individual, you basically were a princess in a little castle in your own little wonderful world, and you were kidnapped and brought into a nasty world. and And I thought, you know, that's really true about all of us. We pretty much work in Disney World here, or Disneyland or wherever whatever amusement park you want to imagine you're in. And then we wake up one morning and we're in a war zone or the police in South Chicago or Seattle or the firemen, the same places. And, you know, we get PTSD. We got it. It's just like you catch a cold. We didn't ask for it. We were kidnapped and brought into a situation uh, that we didn't expect, and I don't think there's really any way uh, that you can prepare for it. And so, it, it, we have to be briefed on what's about to happen. And once you get invited to join the PTSD club, and I'm not being facetious, but the rules and regulations, and you got to understand what the club's all about. And and we're not here to bash the VA or the Army, Navy, Air Force, or you know, EMT companies. But you really have to understand that PTSD is a very unusual disorder because if you break your leg and you go see your friendly orthopedic surgeon and he fixes it, you have every expectation of being back on the job within a certain amount of time. And there's not a lot, lot of emotional... Overlay with breaking your leg. I broke my arm and some other bones. There was no emotional overlay. There was nothing to think about. Your bones healed. You're the same person that you always were. Well, PTSD uh, is not a ment. Is a part of it is a mental disorder. But we've we've talked about it before. It is very much a somatic disorder. But it's also very much a spiritual disorder. And I mean that uh, in in a serious sense. It's not philosophizing. It's a core disorder. It affects your very being. It affects your worldview, how you view yourself, your friends, your culture. And we're going to talk about a lot of other things. What breaking your leg doesn't cause that at all, uh, or breaking your arm. I, I can tell you from personal experience, it's just you fall on it, you break it, and you get it fixed. PTSD uh, is going to affect your whole life. It's going to affect your friends, your family, your people at work. Well, nobody, I, I went right on with college with my broken arm. There was no problem. It didn't affect me at all, except uh, you know I didn't participate in athletics for a while. So when you, when you have PTSD, you have to be briefed that it has a whole lot of domains in your life: your behavioral domain, your internal domain, your external domain. We're we'll going to talk about your social domain, your environmental domain. For example, you uh, probably won't like sitting in in restaurants. And not with your back to the door. You probably won't like large crowds. Well, is that a social disorder? Yeah, it's got components of it. So when you get ready to deal with your PTSD therapy and your rehabilitation, it's not like going to surgery and having your leg fixed, you know, with, with a with a metal rod or something. Oh, well, that's the advanced part. No, PTSD comes with the entire package. It is not just going to be limited to a couple counseling sessions. It's going to be an examination of core values. We talked about moral injury, and our group of non-touchy-feely people go, you know, m- morality is something we don't deal with because, you know, I'm going to rush into the burning building and get get the people out. You're not going to debate morality on the street like I don't know, maybe they're not nice people that 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 never occurs, and it never occurs to a soldier. Well, all these issues come to the fore when you have p t s d the'm going to, go ahead dave
1: don i i want to throw something out to you, and I'm not going to date this show by saying what holiday, but we're we're coming off a holiday and um, one that uh, I got very upset about or, you know, because people didn't understand that holiday. They don't understand that holiday. And <clears throat> even worse, and I'm I'm going to use this as a platform to appeal to people. Uh, worse than the folks not understanding what the holiday was all about. I went to bed on a Sunday night, and about ten o'clock or thereabouts, fireworks started going off and i had I had a bullhorn, I would have opened my window and you would have heard some words or the my neighbors would have heard some words that they probably haven't either they've never heard before or It's been a long time since they have, but I went ballistic thinking that people are so, they don't think. They just absolutely don't think, and I don't know, as far as I know, I'm the only veteran in the neighborhood, but, you know, people don't think about what it must do or don't know what it must do to a person with PTSD all of a sudden, on a non-celebratory weekend, all of a sudden fireworks start going off, and how that must have affected. And they did a, you know, they did fireworks around the country, and how that must affect someone with PTSD. And you know, as I want to broaden PTSD a little bit, I took the time. And I'm not patting myself on the back. It was something I woke up and I wanted to do. And that was that I called, and I think I called you, Don, that, you know, I wanted to thank you for your service and that it's very tough on this particular holiday, very tough on many of our brass that commanded companies or battalions or whatever as they remembered their fallen friends and their fallen lieutenants or folks that they commanded that didn't come back. And, uh, you know, people just don't think that of the other person anymore, I don't believe. And they certainly don't understand a person with PTSD and what they're going through under certain situations, and, um, you know, fireworks, I've never been a big lover of them, I think it's a big waste of money, actually, but, you know, if, if that's something that somebody's got to have, at least think it through, and do it when, you know, I don't know how many people with PTSD would have been struck by fireworks going off and the that
0: That that is an excellent observation, and in a way that's going to be my next point. What other disorder do you have to think real deep about what other people think? You may say, hey, I'm going to dress up because it's a night out, or I'm going to wear new shoes but it doesn't matter if you do or not, but like you said, there, the, we talked about just a minute ago, environment. You know, that's an environment question, Dave. The guy with PTSD can't go into all environments. He can't go into large crowds, and then you get into a large crowd and start setting off fireworks. So that's one of the domains that affects PTSD. People think, well, you know, you just talk it out about whatever you think your problem is. It's it's not that easy. That's one more mountain that you have to climb in your PTSD rehabilitation. There are domains. You have interpersonal relationships that are not the same. You deal with them differently, and we talked about that in one of our previous shows. You have a different way of approaching, you know, uh, tender conversations, we'll call it, or or trigger, rather, trigger conversations, which can go from a smile and a pat on the back to a fist fight with the wrong words. Well, that's the social context problem, PTSD. And so what what you're looking at, Dave, and you're examining how someone... It, with a PTSD problem would it would look at the world, you know like it's okay to shoot fireworks off, but that's just it just symbolizes that if somebody at work has got PTSD, your frame of reference is different than than the other people working side by side and And that comes down to the context that we're going to talk about. And this is going to be very difficult, but I've got, I think, a little science behind it. And the question is, can anything good come from me getting PTSD? And, Dave, that's the issue I'm going to talk about a little bit now. With PTSD, you become aware of other people and their problems. You are taken down to the basement so to speak, you say, "Hey, I worry about setting fireworks off around my friends who are in the military, and so we say, "Hey, does anybody care if we set fireworks off?" and you hit the nail on the head, Dave. The average person doesn't think that they don't think that way. It's not against them. It's not a tick of, you know a demerit for them. It's simply people with p t s d like you and I." We go, what is my behavior going to do in my culture or that of others that are around me? And so you say, can anything good come from PTSD? And I think there is a list of things. The first one on the list is a theological question and a spiritual question. It's like... Why am I here? Why would God let me go through this horrible situation, even if it was just observing a horrible thing? And why would that happen? You see, it's my belief, and I'm sure yours too, Dave, that if you meet, like, British royalty, I don't even know them, obviously, but I think they live in a bubble. They really do. Uh, and a lot of people with a lot of money may live in a bubble. They all don't, but I'd say many do. They've never had to worry about putting food on the table or getting clothes or finding a place to sleep. You know, once you've had PTSD and you had to look at yourself and do a self-examination, uh, This is not an option for PTSD. If you want to go to college and learn social ethics and social and societal problems, that's your option. When you close your book and walk out of the classroom, that's the end of the discussion. But I want our listeners with PTSD to know, and also their family members and their friends, the people with PTSD, when it comes to certain areas, don't close the book and walk out of the classroom. They have to keep dealing with these these issues. One of them, let's just take intermittent explosive disorder. Now, how, how would the average guy, you know, James Carey, I don't watch very many movies, he had this movie where he couldn't lie, and it was hilarious. Well, I want to relate that to intermittent explosive disorder. How would you like to be having a conversation with somebody, and somebody hits trigger words, and you go ballistic, and you don't have a clue why. Well, that's a pretty tough problem to be walking around with, knowing that your intermittent explosive disorder, which is like an IED, can go off anytime. You're going to have to deal with that. That's not an option. When I had my arm broken, there was no rules or regulations. When it healed, you're back to normal. I didn't have to. Worry about an intermittent explosive disorder, if you mentioned orthopedics, you see what I'm saying Dave
1: oh yeah and and you know the the situation is Don that you understand it, and I understand what you're saying, but we're in a minority of folks that do, and that well, holds true yeah. even for family members that don't understand why something happens and something actually a person off
0: yeah imagine you break your 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 arm like I did and the doctor gets your family and it says you know Don broke his arm today and he's gonna be very different from now in the rest of his life and he's gonna have trouble controlling uh, his emotions. so he's gonna have to take classes and practice on how to control his emotions. Now, <clears throat> to me that's funny and it's funny to you, but PT- that's exactly what PTSD involves. You know, the nurses who worked with COVID are tender creatures, the females, and, and the guys have big hearts too. They're not gonna be the same for the rest of their lives. You can't undo or forget, uh what you saw, that kind of devastation, uh, in, in, in COVID in, in the hospitals. Nobody's ready to deal with that. And, and, and it's guaranteed to be happening in Ukraine, among other places. So what you've got, when you get PTSD, that's why that, the S has so many different meanings. Well, when you break your arm, that's a, Strictly somatic disorder. Unless it was a fighter, you were attacked. Well, now we're talking PTSD component. So when you're dealing with your EMT friends and your farm and policemen and veterans, you have to understand there's probably a one in five chance up to one in three chance of your veteran friends having some type of PTSD. And what I mean by that is There's subthreshold PTSD. We mentioned that last week. Subthreshold PTSD is PTSD where you don't hit all the boxes. You can't check all the boxes for a full diagnosis. But it doesn't mean that you're not suffering the full blast of one of those, let's say, ten areas that does disrupt your life. But you don't carry the full PTSD diagnosis. That's another thing that family and friends, and even people that think they might have PTSD, need to understand. Up to seventeen percent of 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 people who have subthreshold PTSD uh, are in this category. Uh, I need to restate that. If you have, let's say, the the number of people with PTSD is ten percent of the population that 10% number can vary by 17% sub-threshold. And so what I'm saying is there's a there's a group of bystanders around that crowd with PTSD that may have sub-threshold PTSD. And what does that mean? It means that if some of the people with sub-threshold PTSD, even though they don't think they have it, the exact same things that we're talking about now apply to them. You You have loss of your... Complete control of your emotions. What other disease or disorder requires you to practice or script your responses to people that get in your face? You you know, that's that. Go ahead, Dave. Let's
1: uh, let's take a break here and let people think about what you just said. We'll be back right after this. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor Show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor Show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor Show, only right here on America's Web Radio.
0: Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash americaswebradio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: And you're listening to America's Web Radio, a place for veterans. It's the only show of its kind that we know of anyway. And uh, we've had a lot of comments. And if you have a comment about PTSD or or the show, or you have a friend or a family member that you think has PTSD, drop us a line. We want to hear from you. And it's you can send it to GM at America's Web Radio. And we'll pass it on to Don, and he will address your questions on one of the next shows. And it's so important that you reach out to those like Don that are wanting to help. And uh, it's so very important. So with that being said, back to you, Don.
0: Thanks, Dave. We're going to kind of cover some areas for thought, and I'm not going to tell you what you're supposed to believe. When I broke my arm, uh, I did not enter a position where I decided to discuss theology because there was no need to. I fell down and broke my arm. That's the end of it. Well, what other disorder requires you to examine your spiritual uh, position or want to want to discuss origins of moral and value? Well, most of us didn't take philosophy in college or theology. But when you have PTSD, you have an injury that was... That you acquired, through, for example, military sexual trauma. Someone kidnapped you and forcefully overtook your right as a free agent. You, whoa, big theological and philo- philosophical words. Well, in PTSD, you're going to have to address this issue, or you're not going to heal. And I just put it be that bluntly, that blunt. For example, somebody. I also had appendicitis and a bad gallbladder. There were no theological things involved with that. It's just kind of like getting a flat tire. You just change it and move on. PTSD, most people, the overwhelming majority, quote, get, unquote, get this problem in a social, cultural context. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. And you think, Was I at the right place at the wrong time, or the wrong place at the right time, or the wrong place at the wrong time? You're going, how did I end up? Well, what? was I ashamed because I broke my arm? No. Was I guilty? No. Did I feel betrayed? No. What other disorder can you feel betrayed, or shamed, or guilty? These are moral injuries, and they go along with the PTSD package, remember, Moral injuries and their symptoms overlap PTSD. So when you have PTSD, you have to understand you are going to have deep self-examination, self-identification, core value questions, and you're going to need to answer these. And here's one of the top points of the program, because these can have somatic effects. Now, I work with specifically... The jaw, head, neck musculature, neck musculature, with respect to somatization. For some reason, people with PTSD do a lot of time grinding their teeth. They have nightmares. Wait a minute. I didn't have nightmares about breaking my arm. Slept like a baby. PTSD demands that you answer some of these questions. It's no longer an option. I refer to the book of Job. You didn't mention I went to seminary, too. I ran out of things to do after medical school. But Job is an incredible book. The date it's written isn't really open to question. It's 1200 B.C. 1000 B.C. Remember, these, these, these books were carried in the oral tradition. They were for, for hundreds of years. So even though they were not necessarily written down, they were part of the, an oral tradition. One of the greatest questions that mankind needs to answer is, why does God hurt nice people? And I would recommend that you read the book of Job, because it has a lot of insight. Job was minding his own business and lost his family, his his possessions, and his children, I mean, as in death, his servants. And then what happens? Along comes the philosophers of life, trying to give him the reasons why he suffered. You did something wrong. Well, the book of Job is about he didn't do anything wrong. And how does Job get his answer? He he had to turn to God in his moment of despair. And book the book of Job is not a book of despair. Well. If you wanted a book for people with PTSD, you need to look at the book of Job, specifically chapter 7, where he's on his bed and he can't sleep and he's got visions. That's, that's a pretty close description of PTSD and moral injury. And, and Job is a book of moral injury, and we're going to have to deal with that in PTSD. You're going to iron this issue out or you're not getting better again. When I broke my arm, I didn't have to iron out any moral issues. Don, In PTSD, yes, Joe.
1: Let, let me ask you or, or bring up a point. Particularly, I uh, particularly with friends that I've had from Vietnam, that friends that went to Vietnam and then were blessed enough to be able to come back, but that. I guess one of the issues too that's not necessarily addressed as much as I think it should be is uh, yeah. I look at PTSD in some ways as a as a ticking bomb, you know, that you the person has it, but it's buried. It, it may be buried in their mind. It may be buried in their body. And maybe it's just buried, and then. Out of the clear blue sky, we we you you diagnose them. You've got PTSD, and this may be five years later, a year later, six months later, or twenty years later. Correct.
0: Well, Dave, yeah, you beat me to the punch every every time. We need to tell the listeners we do not discuss discuss this. Yeah, Dave, you beat me to the punch again absolutely true and and they're subtle and you think why am i sitting around and i don't want to be with people anymore why do i want to remove myself from the social context why don't i want to be in certain environments uh why do why do i have nightmares why is my sleep like garbage why do i have cardiovascular problems if i'm older i i don't have that in my health history and it sneaks up, Dave. And you're exactly right. You just say, "I don't relate to people as well anymore." You may hang. If policemen may hang along with around with policemen, nurses talk to doctor, nurses, doctors and surgeons and surgeons. And you think, "Am I am, am I the only one here that's?" It just doesn't seem right. And that's you're so right about that. And that's part of the reason we want to have this program because. Your friends, family, and coworkers do not experience, even though there's trauma, don't experience the full blown PTSD. And remember that you only diagnose what you know, and that's a, a precept from medical school and dental school. You only diagnose what you know. And for the family and friends, the folks with PTSD didn't ask for this problem. And they didn't get it fixed with a pill. Let me tell you, you the biggest medication people use is alcohol for PTSD. Well, why is that? They're trying to get some freaking sleep, guys and gals. They're trying to get some sleep. Well, unfortunately, REM sleep, non-REM sleep, blah, 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 sleep-wake cycle, certainly isn't helped by alcohol. But it's the only non-prescription sleep medicine, and I'm being sarcastic, It's available. How about cigarette smoking? I don't judge. I think it's 40% of people with PTSD smoke. Well, are we going to judge them? I don't think so. They're trying to use that as a medication. Okay, when someone is trying to use something as a medication, it's in a different context. Well, is this touchy-feely time? Yeah, it sure is. You see, Dave, the same thing as when someone smokes and drinks. And they have PTSD. It's not for the same reason that college kids smoke and drink. They try. People with PTSD are trying to uh, make their problem go away, and it won't. And it, most of, it does make it worse. It, it gives you health challenges. So for the if if you're an employer and and your a friend has I mean your employee has PTSD, he's not going to cook off like Rambo. That's uh, that caricature is is really done a lot of harm to PTSD. But your your employee with PTSD is going to manifest certain certain behavior patterns that they really can't help. Now we're going to talk about hope for PTSD, and just part of the thing is it starts with. I have to emphasize this: it starts with self-examination. You have, there are domains, and we'll talk about that in the next show. There are domains that it affects. But what you have to do is for everything that you do in every confrontation and relationship, you have to start working on your script. And uh, what I mean by that is, uh, hey, somebody's getting in my face, and I'm trying to back off. I'm trying to just, you know, say, okay, I'll get with it and they keep coming and coming, and I'll call it the snap trigger point, the IED, so to speak, then the, then the veteran with PTSD, uh, I hate to use the word, loses it, but the context that he's in, so what's wrong with that guy? Well, that's a product of having a very brittle emotional regulation system, and we talked about that. Well, emotional regulation only heals when people do self-examination, which says there's something wrong with me and I need to work on these scripts. For example, one, one thing we talked about in the show before, you, marital relationships. Wives need to understand, or or husbands, if their wife is a service member or nurse or frontline worker, healthcare, that there are certain hot-button issues that you just don't keep pushing. That's one of the characteristics of PTSD. You just don't have the capability to keep sucking up punches without returning a punch. And and that's one thing. And people with PTSD try and avoid crowds. They try and avoid social context. And again, they try and avoid... Fireworks, if they know they're going to be set off, because that is is a reminder or a trigger. So when forearmed is fore, forewarned is forearmed, and so when you know that, hey, Dr. Mueller said I might not be a spiritual person, but I guarantee you, you're going to have to deal with spiritual issues in this matter. You say, well. You know, Dr. Mueller said he broke his arm. and didn't have spiritual issues. I didn't have any. When you are in a war zone, seeing horrible things, you are gonna you are gonna be in a in, in a spiritual evaluation position. It's also true, and I got this from a psychiatrist just recently that a lot of people that have depression and remember forty percent of people PTSD have depression that you are going to enter a more spiritual dimension than people that live in Disney World. When I say that again, you are going to be forced to live in a more spiritual dimension than people in Disney World. And another thing that, that the psychiatrist said, that if people who experienced a trauma to push them into the PTSD world or tra- post-trauma world were told, or asked, and, and this is a paraphrase, what did you get out of it? They said, I would, I'm a much different person now because I was able to live life at a much deeper level. I had a, a patient who was an underbelly gunner in a B-17 in World War II and was shot down 15 times. Hmm. And I was about to take a difficult tooth out on him. And I said, you don't seem nervous. And he goes, why would I be? And I go, hey, man, you know, I'm about to take everybody's nervous. He goes, I was shot down 17 times and ended up in a POW camp. If it happens, it happens. And that's a a very mature response because the man's been through it and obviously had PTSD. And he understands that in PTSD, you have to approach every situation with a skill set, your relationship at work, your relationship to your wife, your relationship to your, your kids and family. Well, that first mandates right off the bat that you're aware of it and the need to get a skill set. Remember, people without PTSD, and I mean the chronic, you know, complex PTSD, and others too, but you you don't, you don't go the, the people that don't have this don't go through life thinking oh here comes my boss he's a jerk now I have to open my skill set toolbox and, and refresh what I'm going to do when he when he gets into my trigger zones does that sound reasonable Dave
1: oh yeah I uh, I was going to bring up something else and and you know I we're all thankful for you Don for one but Beyond that, you know, I'm thankful that finally society or doctors or psychiatrists or psychologists or whoever more and more are recognizing PTSD and, and the um, multitude of things that can happen to the person that has it. Now, I was listening... Uh, I watch a lot of television, but generally speaking, it's Westerns. It's not, it's not this other garbage that's on. But, uh, I was watching and one of the big, big veteran organizations, the founder was on, and he brought up the fact that they've expanded their operation into a for lack of better words, a, a welcome home organization that um, benefits the veteran or the one that's just uh, gotten their discharge and they're coming back into civilian life. And they've expanded their operation into helping those people readjust back into a civilian life. And, as he's talking and i i I'm not throwing rocks at who it is, but and I don't have a clue as to the people that are doing this for this organization, and I would assume they're across the country and probably around the world uh, but I don't know how you really start welcome back to civilian life and particularly if you're suffering from PTSD and it takes a very in my opinion and you're the expert so that's why I'm bringing up the question can just okay. a civilian welcome you home and say oh well turn the knob, and it's back to good old civilian life. Party every Friday night and drink with your friends.
0: Dave, that's true. And that's why these are labeled domains. When you have PTSD, you've got several domains, internal, external, environmental, social, behavioral, that you have to be addressed. And... In all honesty, God bless them. The people are doing the best they can. You you know, they don't. Remember, we started the program off that people with PTSD sooner or later are going to be forced to do the deep dive on spiritual moral issues and moral injuries, in addition to the somatic injuries. And the people on the outside, they go, oh, you know, Bob got a purple heart. He got shot in the arm. And he, he can't play the piano with his little finger anymore. Okay, that's that's concrete operations. When you say Joe got PTSD and, and his platoon got wiped out, well, now Joe has got spiritual issues. He's got moral issues. He's got social contact. You go, wait a minute, wait a minute. PTSD is confined to your brain. No, it's not. PTSD extends to your family, and there's also research that can be culturally and genetically transmitted, and that, that's not real strong evidence. It's from studies in mice, but, but my point is PTSD is definitely an environmental, in your family, dads and moms with PTSD react in different ways, and it can scare children, so the children are more sensitized to that, and we'll leave we'll leave it at that. So, again, on this edition of this program, this is just to let people know the foundation of, re- of, of recovery and rehabilitation, you're going to have to take the deep look at yourself. You may want to talk to your minister or your, a man or who, whoever your spiritual advisor guy is and say, I have to, I have to, have to talk to somebody about this, because unless you do, unless you get your moral compass and your theological or spiritual questions, they are going to lurk, lurk as somatic problems. And this psychiatrist, psychologist, his name is Peter Levine, P. E. T. E. R. L. E. V. I. N. E. Ph.D. I don't buy everything the guy says. But he he's done work. He has a PhD in biophysics and one in psychology, and he's a nice guy. And you may want to listen to him. Uh, he's on YouTube and talk and listen talk about somatization uh, and what's going on. You see, your body reacts to what your mind is telling it, and when you live in a state of frustration and flux, we'll call it that has effect on your body. And we talked about the immune system, the endocrine system, the cardiovascular system, musculoskeletal system, are affected by PTSD. It is not, quote, just a mental disorder, unquote. And so for, and like you say, Dave, after 20 or 30 years the PTSD, it is taking its toll on numerous, we we'll call body somatic, soma means body in Greek or Latin, whatever, somatic systems. And so when you say, I just have PTSD and you know, got some issues, no, you got, you have more issues than that and they go deep. And so the, the points you brought up, Dave, are very, very good because they, they, they the whole point of this program is awareness for family, friends, co-workers, and, and veterans themselves, and, and first responders. This can be can be occurring in your life, and it's subtle. And and like you said, Dave, you can be 20, 30, 40, 50 years later, and you go, I've got PTSD. And, and you're right, Dave, and you can, you can comment on that.
1: <laughs> well, you know, uh, I Well, let me, let me throw a question back to you. If, if you're looking for help, it's sort of like that song, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. And, (laughs) you know, you're, you're looking for help. Well, when you broke your arm, you didn't go to a vet to have it fixed. You went to another doctor to have it fixed. An orthopedic doctor. And someone that knew what they were doing. And this is a scary in my opinion. This is a scary thing about PTSD that even if you wake up one morning and say, Honey, I think I have PTSD and I want to get some help, it's finding the proper help. You're not gonna to go to a vet for or a veteran or a vet, I'm sorry, veterinarian, veterinarian. <laughs> and and ask for help uh you want to find somebody that's qualified and that and I and I would venture to say the most qualified are the ones that have been there and done that and have experienced some of the same feelings that you are i i was talking to a close friend of mine over the over this past holiday that uh he was having problems not only and he recognized that he was having problems, not only from the fact that he was remembering his friends that had and you know uh, john fifteen thirteen no greater love than to lay down your life for a friend, you know, and he yeah. he was having his own problems and own issues. Not only thinking about the friends that had died, but he was having a problems with, why didn't I die, you know? I was in the same place. and Dave,
0: that's so important that you brought this up. This is what happens. Uh, it's same in first responders, or how about the nurses that died treating people with COVID? Oh, yeah. Some nurses and doctors lost their lives. Why them? These are fundamental spiritual questions. These are not going to be answered with a pill or a couple counseling sessions. And, and, and the answer to your question is that the purpose of this program is to say, hey, you know, I'm going to need to see a minister. I'm going to need to see a psychologist or a mental health counselor. I'm going to need to meet, uh, uh, get up with a social worker and say, hey, My family dynamics are kind of falling apart. And absolutely, Dave, this program is to let people know, hey, PTSD is a multifaceted disorder. So if someone says, hey, I'm one-stop shopping here, I'm the psychologist or mental health care worker that that can just do everything for you, you go, well, you know what, Uh, maybe you think you can, but... PTSD is more complex than that. I'd like to see my minister about my moral injury and spiritual, and I'd like to see my social worker and uh, marriage counselor uh, get a couple hints on some uh, skill sets. Do you you see, Dave, what I'm saying?
1: Oh, yeah. No question about it. And uh, this is, you know... As we grow and expand our listenership of this program, how important it's going to be and waking people up to the fact. And it's, it's a shame, but war is not going to go away. And accidents, terrible accidents are not going to go away. Train wrecks are not going to go away. And like I said early on, uh, you know, com- coming back from World War One or World War Two or the Korean War or even Vietnam, and people were suffering, and until Vietnam, uh, it really wasn't addressed as PTSD, and it was addressed as shell-shocked or this or that, and well... Toughen up, you know. Get over it. Get a life. Don't worry about it. And, you know, it's, uh, PTS is almost like scar tissue. It ain't going away.
0: You're right. Uh, Dr. Levine said, I didn't mean to interrupt you, buddy, but the body keeps score. Your body keeps score in trauma. And the scars are there, and, you know, like, everybody has their breaking point. So go back to what you're saying, Dave, but you're right. The scars are still there.
1: And sometimes even a scar can open up again and start festering. Yes. And I, I, but but I'm if not you look an for MD this stuff
0: that. in your life, go, wow, I didn't know it. So I listened to uh, a veteran's place, so you go, because you're not given a briefing. I've treated over a 1,000 people with the mouth thing. and About 90% of them, 9 zero, have less nightmares, better sleep, uh, less frequent headaches. Okay, and it has no downside because it can be used as a diagnostic device. Like, hey, I got these headaches and nightmares. Well, try wearing this. It made of not just any night, night splint. It has to be made according to the article I wrote in the International Dental Journal. And you go, hey, that stopped my nightmares. That stopped my headaches. Well, that's a somatic problem from PTSD. It's not rocket science. It fixed it. You you may have back pain. You may have leg pain that may be a somatization. You may have irritable bowel syndrome that may be a somatization of PTSD. 25% Twenty five percent of the people in the irritable bowel syndrome clinics have PTSD or trauma. See, Dave? So that's what I'm talking about. This is the purpose of this program is to educate people and say, Oh, that's why I might have this. This is why I might have jaw pain and dental pain and teeth ache toothaches. Uh I may get that looked into. And so Dave, the answer is uh we we've empowered our listeners, our family of listeners, family of first responders to say hey, this might be a guy at the fire station, this might be a nurse working in the intensive care unit.
1: And and we're going to continue to do this. This is something that um like we've said from the get-go talking about uh talking about um uh, you know p t s d is not just a one flower situation it's a it affects the whole caboodle of your family it affects your friends and I guess what I would like to see and and do with the program that we continue to do with the program is reaching out not only to the person that has p t s d but how important that family member is, or that close friend, or or whoever, and all they have to do is say, "Look, uh, it's none of my business, Sam." But maybe I'll try listening to this show, a Veterans Place on America's Web Radio. You might, I think, you'd find it interesting, and that's that's our bottom line: is to contact people and let them know you know what's what's available your your mouthpiece is available uh and there there are other people that can help and where do you go to get help and it's all a cooperative situation that we want to help and i know you've dedicated your life to helping people and we salute you and respect you beyond words, Don.
0: Well, once again, we've come to a close, uh, and I all our all the stuff's archived, and uh, you can access this, access this, and uh, we want to help you. And again, if you have a problem or a question, uh, call Dave, uh, email Dave at uh, America's Web Radio. Well, thanks again, Dave, for this chance to be. Uh trying to help our veterans and first responders.
1: Well, we look forward to being with you again next week, Don. Take care. Bye, sir. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their
0: guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.